disclosure, I'm feeling a lot of feelings today, and that might come out in this episode, whether that's emotional, aggressive, I don't know. I feel like anything goes at this point, and we're all on this crazy train together. I hope everybody had a nice Thanksgiving. I know it's been a little while. Um, what a weird time. I spent my Thanksgiving with Frank and Bucky, and it was just the three of us. Um, we were kind of in like a dicey situation where somebody that Frank worked with had tested positive, and we were kind of just being safe and not seeing our families, which was so difficult. And I really didn't think it was going to be. I think we've all had to like have this suit of armor on for so long that we don't realize that it's not actually helping us or protecting us from anything. So I was kind of like, oh, okay, like we're not going to see our families, like no big deal. And then the day came and it was just really sad and emotional and, you know, just like a whirlwind. My, my parents and my brother and my sister-in-law had stopped by and, and dropped off food and that was really nice and, you know, it was just, it was just such a weird, um, situation. And then Frank and I just, like, feel some sort of normalcy, put up the Christmas tree and all the decorations and that was really nice. So I hope everybody had, um, had a nice time, whatever Thanksgiving looked like, uh, for you guys. Now, I mean, I feel like so much has happened since then, and it's funny because I had all these notes for for what this episode was going to be, and I kind of just, like, put it all away for tonight, Um, mostly because it would just feel disingenuous to not just make this one a little bit more raw in the sense of, like, I really didn't prepare anything for tonight because... I don't have the headspace to do it. So I'm just going to come out and, and say what I have to say and, and go from there. Um, and I, I did this, I'm saying this with permission. I'm not like airing out a big secret. Um, my parents, my parents have COVID. And if you know me and my family personally, you know that this is very, very scary because um, I just have really high risk parents. And. It's so scary and frustrating because they don't leave the house. (laughs) They went to a few stores right before Thanksgiving, and now they are sick, and they're fighting like hell. And I really thought that this pandemic was affecting me, like, in a conscious yet also subconscious way. I understood the magnitude of it. I was safe and careful. And now that it's in my life, it's fucking terrifying. I'm sorry if you're offended by that language, but I I, I really can't water it down. It's terrifying. And even if they're gonna be okay, which like you have to believe they're going to be okay, you have to hold on to something. Um, it's, it's a helpless, helpless feeling. And if you know me personally, you know that I'm a doer. I'm a problem solver. I like to, to be useful and there has to be a light at the end of the tunnel and I'm gonna 
actively do something to make that happen. So that looks like not actually processing what the hell is going on and like making dinners and going to the store and picking up, you know, prescriptions and, and being like, go, 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 go. And it wasn't until today, honestly, that I really more like last night, I, I had to kind of just like stop like looking at this through like the world like continuing to turn like chaos like I had to just like sit with this and be like you need to feel your feelings here because if you don't it's just gonna be worse I've like I I, I forced myself to like numb myself to it like I was going to work and focusing on work and and doing a lot of things here and and it's it's not until you're like still that it's like oh Jesus. <laughs> this is so scary. And I think I'm just like overly sensitive right now to people's ignorance. And, and listen, like, yes, there's a survive, there's a, a high survival rate. Yes, there's a vaccine coming. Yes, all of those things. But when you're, when you're in this, I don't care about all of those things. I don't care that, you know, whatever I don't it's like it's very I think almost disrespectful to say some of those things not to me personally because like you know right now I am and my parents are in the trenches of this but like there's still so many people who have lost their lives to this and it's it's a little disingenuous to be like yeah but there's a there's a 99% you know whatever it's like okay but still talk to me when you have a dad telling you that he's having trouble breathing or that, you know, he's really trying to fight, but it's hard. And, and like, then, then you can talk to me about survival rates and vaccines. Then you can talk to me. And I, I feel so badly about people who are losing their businesses. And I feel so terrible for, for what this is doing to, to us. Number one, it's dividing us as people. And number two, it's it's crippling people's livelihood. That's why I will confidently say 90% of my holiday shopping was from small was for uh, small businesses. I bought from small businesses, and I, I I get a little frustrated at people who are like, oh, you know, open this or who cares and let people choose and whatever because it's like, well. Are you even saying this from a from a place of selflessness for other people's businesses, or are you saying it from a place of selfishness because you want life to go back to normal? I want life to go back to normal, of course I do. But I also don't want my parents to to suffer from this even more than they already are, or anybody else. And I'm, I, I apologize if this is coming off a little aggressive, but I, I just feel like there's a lot of opinions, and and until it's in your home. You know, I, like, and listen, I don't know enough about a lot of things, and I will be the first to admit that. I don't know enough about a lot, so I try to tread lightly when it comes to things like this. And I don't, I mean, truly, I don't know this, like, barstool guy, whatever his name is, Dave or David or who knows. I don't know him. I don't follow anything that has to do with that, um, but... I've seen a lot of people post, and I truly haven't watched the entire video. I'm not going to pretend that I did. 
but I stopped a few minutes in because I was like, ah, this isn't really something that I want to listen to. Yes, I understand that, like, businesses are closing and it's, it's so bad. Oh my god, of course. That's why all of my purchases for the majority of, of this past couple of months have been from small businesses. We are ordering food from local pizzerias in our town. We are trying to make a little bit of a difference, just a little bit. And I think it's really dangerous to be manipulative about the way people are handling this pandemic. Like, you need to open up everything and let people decide. Well, okay, but at the same time, like, it's not fair to, to, to generalize things. And I, I understand that I'm also doing that, but, like, I just feel like people are forgetting what this virus can do. So this guy that I went to college with, his name's Al, and we always had a really, like, you know, good relationship. We hung out, fun, you know, um, college parties, and, and really, really cool guy. I really respect him, too, as a, as a person. Him and I are pretty like-minded in a lot of things. We've lost touch over the years, but he um, posted on his Instagram story about this video from the, the Barstool guy, and these are his words. He posted this, and I, I saved his posts, and I, I want to read them to you. Um, I think, honestly, and I, I don't want to sound too aggressive when I say this, because, and I don't mean any disrespect to him at all, because he's a man, he can say these things and not be called certain names, but if these were my words, I think that people would have a lot more to say. And I don't know what pe how people reacted to him, all I know is that I, I kind of agreed with the majority of what he is saying. I want to read this to you because I just want to put another perspective into this video that, that this Barstool guy posted. I'm not saying that I'm right or that my friend Al is right. I'm not saying that the Barstool guy is wrong, but I am saying it is something to think about when we are part of this pandemic and we have choices that we have been making since March. So he wrote that, and this is his words, it's hard to be more manipulative than this guy is normally, but this one takes the cake. He's referring to this barstool guy. I don't know how accurate that is because I don't know anything about this guy. But he did say, if you are someone, and this is my friend Al again, if you are someone or a part of a family who has a business that has been put to the brink by the pandemic and policy inconsistencies, because there have been a lot of inconsistencies, that's me, I'm back to Al, I truly am sorry and please let me know, I will help in any way that I can. That being said, the statement of, quote, let me have the choice of how I handle safety is so beyond disingenuous and dangerous it is beyond words. You were given the choice, you still are. Take these precautions, wear a mask, avoid unnecessary eye contact, six feet, etc., and try to control this virus or not. Most of you complaining about the government policy already chose. You chose not. And yes, he is being general, and, and that's fine. This is, these are his words. Um, there's been overwhelming proof of these measures working, and yet eight months later, you same folks still choose not. If you're upset about the measures taken and that hurt people's businesses, take a look in the mirror. You complain about small businesses being harmed, but you do your shopping at Walmart. You worry about your local mom-and-pop restaurant, and yet you're sucking down that Mickey D's. Sorry, I just think that's funny. You bash the advice of medical experts and scientists, yet take the word of this absolute boob in the video as gospel. And like I said, I did not watch the whole video, but whatever. You want the right to complain, but not the responsibility to help. Our hospitals are full. Our frontline workers are tired. There's going to be no going back for some. 
The vaccine is close. He is right about that. For some, it's going to be too late. Sorry. For the rest, if you actually give a shit the way you claim, wear your mask, wash your hands, and shop small and local, and do yourself this favor. Be thankful, be kind, and be mindful that you have no idea what the person in line with you is dealing with. Be the adult in the room. And I really do respect his opinion, and it is just that. It is his opinion. Um, but I just wanted to put it out there of, like, you might agree with that and you might not agree with that, and that's completely fine. You are entitled to your opinion, and I'm not trying to tell you what to think. That's not my job. But I am saying, like, a lot of us are being very reckless, and we have very aggressive opinions because we want things to be a certain way. I learned a long time ago, and I, I'm really learning it now. We have no control over anything. We have no control. And that's the scariest part, and I think that is why people are acting the way that they are right now, is because we are grasping onto something we can control. And I think our opinions and social media and, and feeling a, a sense of power in that is something that we can control. And it makes us feel better in this really, really hard time. So, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the answer is. I don't know how to make people understand that, like, I want life to go back to normal. It's not ever going to be the way it was. And I'm also scared to death. My parents are the strongest people I know, and they have been through so much in, in the time that they've been together, before they were married, as kids. Like, they are fighters. And they're going to continue to do that. And, and it's something that, you know, I'm not worried about their ability to fight. But it doesn't make this any less terrifying. And here's the, the fucking crazy thing. They were at a store. A store. And it's just something that simple. So I'm not going to tell you what to do. I don't care if you think that, oh, that, you know, if you have an opinion that is, is not aligned with mine. That's fine. I don't, you know, I'm not here to tell you who to be, but just be careful. For anything else, just be friggin' careful. Because the minute you think that you're in control, everything will shift. Everything will change. And now, Christmas is going to be just like Thanksgiving was. We're not seeing any family. And... It is what it is, and I hate that expression, but it is what it is. And I, I wanted to take a minute um, to thank every single person who has reached out to my family, or me, or my brother, or my husband, and has sent my parents stuff, or sent us stuff, um, has sent us kind words, encouragement, called my mom, my dad. I really wasn't trying to cry today any more than I already have, but for those of you that have been there for us, I can't tell you how much it means because this thing is kicking their asses, and anything 
that, you know, any small gesture is meaning the world to me, my brother, and our family. And they're going to be fine. But it's the, it's the getting there. Right now, it's really hard to see a light at the end of the tunnel because they're so in it. And it sucks. And, you know, it started off as a, an inconvenience, right? And now it's, you know, now it's, it's just deeper than that. And they're, they're, they're feeling defeated. And I don't blame them because how could you be like, oh, this is fine. And, you know, they're, my dad has really been saying to me, like, I get it now. I get it. And, you know... I really, and it's hard for me to believe in a lot, but I really believe that somebody's looking out for them because my dad has kidney disease. He got a transplant. He's super high risk and, and he's, he's, he's okay. So something tells me that like somebody's taking care of him. And same thing with my mom. She got autoimmune. She's got all these issues and it's like, you know, they could be in, in much worse shape, and I'm just hoping that their symptoms stay the way they are right now. Um, they're getting a little bit worse as time is progressing, but, like, nothing compared to what it could be. And I just, I've been holding on to that. But it doesn't make it any less terrifying because you don't know what each day is going to look like. So, thank you. If you sent me a simple text, if you left something on my parents' doorstep. If you have ordered food, thank you. Um, and just wear a fucking mask. Wash your hands. And act like you give a fuck about other people. That's all. I'm so sorry for all the cursing. I know a lot of grandmas watch me, or watch me, listen to me. And, um, they're probably not happy. Um, also, a really funny moment. I don't know if I've said this already, but... My grandmother, who um, barely speaks English, has like a fifth grade education, love her more than anything. She has no idea what a podcast is, so my mom was trying to explain it to her, and now she thinks that I'm on the radio, <laughs> and I don't have the heart to tell her that I'm not, but I think it's so funny. So I hope that made you laugh, because my nonna thinks I'm on the radio, and, um, we're just gonna let her have that. We're just gonna let her have it. She needs it, and we're gonna let her have it. Anyway, let's, let's maybe, oh, let's, let's take a breath. I put up a post the other day about these comparisons that I've been making for, you know, since I launched this podcast, um, and I'm just so done. You know, I, was obsessing over it, and it's something that, um, was actually, like, beating me down to the point where I was like, I don't want to make this podcast anymore, like, you know, what's the point, and I, you know, because I can, I can tell when I'm, you know, like, when I'm inspired and I'm motivated and, you know, it's, it feels great, and then I get into these lulls, and I obviously know it's because of a pandemic, like, I know that if this didn't happen, I would have, I would have been able to collaborate a lot more with other people. I would have been able to really do a lot more with this. And I'm hoping that in time I can. It's just right now, it's, you know, I'm sure that it's not as, you know, enticing as it could be. Like, this podcast was originally supposed to be me talking to other people 
about what we are in short supply of as a society, as a community, as individuals, as, as families and relationships. And that's still the focus. Um, but it's on the back burner right now because we don't need that right now. What we need right now is just like a minute to breathe. And if this makes somebody laugh, if this is something that's insightful for you, um, great. If it's something that you're listening to in not a really genu genuine way, hi, still here. <laughs> um, but anyway, and you know, with that being said, I, I've had, I have no time for like disingenuous people right now. Like, and it's so obvious. It's so obvious. Um, and I think with my parents right now being in the position that they are, like, it's making me realize a lot. Like, I have great people in my life, and there's other people or other situations where I'm just like, okay, well, I was right about you. <laughs> um, but mostly, it's just all good. Um, but anyway, I am sticking to things that are bringing me joy right now. I am fighting so hard for joy. And... I'm looking for it in the smallest places, and I'll take it where I can get it. So right now, I am loving, 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 loving a bunch of things, and I want to be able to tell you about them, um, as well as maybe, um, I, I don't have a, a, a good amount of small businesses off the top of my head right now, so I'm going to just, like, think about the few that I've been working with, meaning, like, buying from for the holidays, and I'll, I'll continue to, to post it, but, um, I'm loving on Netflix um, a bunch of things. Um, over, it was before Thanksgiving, so maybe around like Halloween time, but I never actually talked about it. Uh, the show Bly Manor, which is like a companion series to The Haunting of Hill House. So good. This one, uh, if you watch The Haunting of Hill House, which was like bone-chilling terrifying, um, this one, The Haunting of Bly Manor, is more of like, it's still very scary, but it's, it's more of, like, a really good story, and I, I really enjoyed it. I don't like being scared, but this, this was good. Um, my next guest need, my next guest needs no introduction, um, David Letterman. I liked David Letterman when, or Dave Letterman, whatever, when I was younger. Like, I would stay up late and, and watch it when I was definitely supposed to be sleeping. Um, and then after his show ended, um... I just kind of, like, was, forgot about him, whatever, and now I, um, I'm watching his Netflix show, and it is so good. He has great guests, wonderful insight, he seems like the most genuine man ever, and, like, listen, I know he's got some salacious things in his past, but at this point, who doesn't? Um, and he owns it, and I respect that, and I really, really like him. It's like talking to, like, the most, like, I don't know, like your favorite uncle. <laughs> That's what I can like equate it to. Um, obviously, everybody, 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 including myself, is loving Schitt's Creek right now. Probably my favorite show right now. Um, Frank and I were talking about it yesterday, and, and he was like, oh, I would put it up there like with The Office. And I was like, yeah, I think I might even like it more than The Office. And he was surprised by that. But I was like, no, it's just so witty and smart and hilarious. Like, oh my god, I'm just obsessed with it. I Actually, I'm wearing my sweatshirt right now. I got myself an early Christmas gift. It's a sweater. Um, it's a Christmas sweater, and it's from Schitt's Creek, and it's the scene with the enchiladas where... 
they don't know how to fold in the cheese and it literally just says you just fold it in and it's probably that's probably my favorite scene so far um you know what i love 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 and frank hates this and i absolutely love it those videos that are like bad lip readings where it's like these two guys or whoever like pretend like they put in the words to what they think people are saying it makes me cry laughing every single time I watch it and I need things like that right now and it's I I could watch them all day just bad lip readings on like YouTube or Instagram or whatever absolutely obsessed um speaking of obsessed the obsession with my dog is way way more than I ever thought it could be um to the point where I'm like basically choking him out every day like I'm a WWF wrestler like I bring him to the point of like needing medical attention like I'm very close I'm very very close because I hug him so tight and he's like gagging and coughing and I'm like oh sorry and Frank's like can you relax that's why he doesn't that's why he doesn't like to like come near you sometimes now he loves me more than anything like if I'm on a couch he's on my lap but like in the morning when we wake up he goes to Frank first and is, like, very, very excited to see Frank, and I get super jealous about it. And he's like, yeah, because I don't choke him when he wakes up. Like, who wants to wake up being like, good morning, I love you. And I'm like, okay, sorry. I just, it's, I just love him too much, all right? Um, and obviously, guys, oh my god, obviously, how did I not start with this? Taylor Swift is single-handedly saving us this year. Two albums? Two? Okay. Oh, like, I wish we were friends so I could just give her a hug because it's what I needed. It literally made my day the other day to see that she was putting out another album. And honestly, I've listened to it a few times. I, I'm a little distracted right now to be able to truly appreciate it, but I have very high hopes. The song Marjorie so far, top notch. Loving it. No body, no crime. Oh my god amazing. So thank you, Taylor Swift, for just saving us all. Truly appreciate it. Really, really do. Um, and if you're not a Taylor Swift fan, I don't know what happened to you. I don't know who hurt you that, that you don't want to allow that, that just love in your heart. She's, oh man, she just knows. But anyway, I just want to give you guys a little bit of an update. Um, some good things to come. I'm going to spend a um, an episode talking about um, how we are in short supply of boundaries, how we really need some boundaries in our lives, um, and how, how I had to really, really be strict about these boundaries. I really want to talk about uh, forgiveness uh, and what that actually looks like. Um, and, not, you know, I have a problem with holding on to a lot of resentment, like a lot. I'm working on it. Um, but I feel like we need to also dive into that. Um, I'm definitely going to be doing a, um, an episode soon with Deanna uh, from the Ladies' Guide. We're, uh, coming up with some fun things to talk about as far as women's health. We were supposed to do this back in March, if you guys remember, but since COVID happened, we were just like, oh, let's just, like, put this on the back burner. We were both kind of, like, figuring out how we were going to pivot through this, and, and now I think we're, we're almost ready to, to collaborate again, so look out for that. I'm very excited. Um, other than that, I'm, I think this is where I'm going to leave you. Um, I hope that everybody's doing okay, whatever that looks like. Um, 
I hope you didn't unsubscribe to this just because I got a little emotional and you're like, oh, she's, she's crazy crazy. She's full crazy. Um, the only thing I ask, and, and this is a big ask, so if you're feeling like this is too much, then you can ignore me. I won't know. If you did listen to this episode or you do listen to my episodes, if you could just share it out on social media, tell a friend to subscribe, follow my Instagram, um, I would really, really appreciate that. And if you want anything shouted out, like if you want me to talk about your small business, oh, I do want to talk about some small businesses. But if you do want me to shout out your small business, if you want to talk about your blog or your, you know, your little side hustle that you've got going on or whatever, it doesn't have to be something that you have to pay for. Like you don't have to have a product. Um, let's chat. I'd love to collaborate. Um, really quickly, two small businesses that um, I really, really like right now. Um, balanced letters. They're on. She's on Instagram. Balanced letters. She makes all these adorable, like calligraphy, handmade items. So right now she's been posting a lot of um, ornaments, and they're so cute and delicate and really personal. I have a mug from her that I bought probably almost a year ago, and it says, um, "What would Rachel Hollis do?" And that just like makes my heart really, really happy. Um, so give her a follow and check, check out her, her stuff. Also, Able, A-B-L-E. This is a little bit of a bigger business, but it, I, it, it's still considered like a small business, independently owned business. This is something that I'm so excited about. So, um, Rachel Hollis collaborated with this company, Able, and they created two, well, they created, no, excuse me, they created a bunch of jewelry, a bunch of jewelry. I had my eye or both my eyes, on two pieces. I got one for myself, um, and it is a necklace that is handmade by a woman. It's a woman-owned um, and op mostly operated company, and their mission is to get women out of poverty, um, and especially women who are uh, victims or affected by, like, abuse or um, you know things of that nature. You can look up their, um, their background. I'm probably butchering it. But their, their calling is to really, like, remove women out of poverty and give them a skill. So they teach them these skills. They make jewelry or handbags or accessories, and it's all um, uh, local and handmade. They're, they're based in Nashville. Y'all know how I feel about Nashville. Uh, I'm going to go back there one day, and it's going to be the best experience ever. Um, if you don't know what I'm referring to, it's okay. <laughs> um, and... Um, their, their pieces are gorgeous. Every piece is, like I said, handmade by somebody that works there. And so when I got, I, I bought myself this necklace, and it's um, a necklace that is the pendant of St. Christopher, who is the patron saint of travels. I, I just posted about this. And another charm on it says Wanderlust. So I, always, I, I was looking at those two as being, like, fused together. Like, Wanderlust is something that I always associate with, like, traveling and, and vacations and seeing the world. And St. Christopher, sorry, I've always focused on more of just, like, your day-to-day -day safety traveling. Like, getting to places safely. So I'm so obsessed with this necklace. Mostly because um, before COVID, I, I, I want to see everything. I want to go everywhere. And I am somebody who takes it very, very seriously to make sure the people I love get to where they're going safely because I've seen a lot of, uh, I've been in a lot of experiences where people did not arrive at destination safely. Um, I've had my friend die 
uh, in a car accident. Um, and I've had family members who, you know, by the skin of their teeth have, have survived car accidents. And it's, it's something that I am very, I'm very uh, passionate about. So St. Christopher's is very important to me. So anyway, um, and I'm not an overly religious person. Don't tell my family. Um, my, my nonna, like, probably hit me with a wooden spoon. Um, so anyway, I bought this necklace, and I'm obsessed with it, uh, from Abel. And there's this other necklace that is the sign language of I love you, and I just think it's such a beautiful piece. Um, eventually, before COVID, I was thinking about this, and now I'm, I'm starting to think about it again. I'd like to go back to, to school, take some classes to learn sign language. I think that it's something that would actually be really beneficial, especially in my field. Um, and it's, it's, it's not off the table. I'm thinking about it a lot, but yeah, those are uh, two businesses that I'm loving right now. I can't think of anything else just because I'm like fried at this point. I have no headspace for anything besides like right now. I'm just like, I'm going to go make a cup of tea and sit on the couch. Um, I'm reading a book right now and I'm having a hard time getting through it, but it's mostly because it's one of those books that, like, needs your attention. It's not, like, a fluffy book. It's called Whisper Network, and I think the, I think the author's Chandler Baker, but I could be wrong about that. I think the first name is definitely Chandler, though. Um, and it is about um, women in the corporate world who are not believed when it comes to men in power taking advantage of them. And... It's a fictional story, but obviously it is um, based on real events, like the Me Too movement and things like that. It's seeming to be really, really good. So if it is, I'll, I'll let you guys know when I finish it. But I'm like struggling. I read one chapter and I'm like, okay, time to take a three-hour break. And you know that I could read all day long, no interruptions, no distractions. Um, and I'm, that's how you know that I'm, I'm off my game. So I'm going to go try that. I'll let you know if it works, but I'll probably be, like, asleep. It's 7.45 right now on a Sunday night. I'll probably be asleep by 8.30. So, anyway, um, I hope all is well, and like I said, if you listen to this, if you liked it, um, feel free to share it, um, tell a friend, subscribe, give me a follow, you know, all the things, I don't know, all the things, all the, all the good stuff. Um, thinking about you guys and hoping that all is well. Talk to you soon.